Hi, welcome back to the Relationship Awakening. My name's Bobby Joe, and I'm a conscious relationship and spiritual coach. And uh, I'm going to be releasing this around the same time as the first episode. So if you are seeing both at the same time, hi. If you're also listening to this way in the future when there are a bunch of episodes, also hi. Um, But yeah, my intention with having a chat with you guys today is to share more of my sole purpose in the way that I see the world and see conscious relationships and how that's evolved over time and it felt so important to tell my story and kind of where I'm at and own that and be vulnerable because there are so many people who would probably try and hide that because it's not considered like business savvy to share that you have a chronic illness and that you have lots of uh, financial stuff going on Um, and yeah it was actually kind of super vulnerable to record that play play it back and and then decide that I'm going to put that out to the world Uh, because it's even within like the self-development world uh, the spiritual world I think a lot of people would um, shy away from talking about oh I, I almost died or maybe they, they would leave that story off they would leave it until it's like way way in the future um, and not bring the story from that energy but I, I actually think it's it's really potentially helpful in, in retrospect that I've talked about it whilst I'm still recent with it because then someone got to really hear like where I was at um, somebody, somebody gets to hear where I'm at. I don't know why I was speaking in the uh, past tense there. And maybe it will be really soothing, comforting or inspiring if someone is here going back. Like if you're listening to this a year from when the other one was published and my life shifts, you can be like, whoa, like someone was there. Someone was at that rock bottom and they found their way through and now they're thriving. And I 100% intend for that to be my story, that I I show how I overcame that adversity and thrive. So yeah, I, I felt it was important also for myself to release it, to validate like I am equally worthy, whether I'm sick, whether I'm well, whether I have a million pounds in my bank account or I'm in debt, whether I have everything together or it feels like it's just all falling apart and that's really like the heart of my philosophy um as I have evolved in my journey it's all about unconditional self-acceptance so it seemed like a really perfect place to start but I I also just want to share more about myself and my perspective on relationships and, and inner work and spirituality so that you guys know what I'm about Um, and I really have shifted in the last few years so I guess I can kind of outline where I came from and where I started my journey Um, so the first things I was drawn to were more like self-development material that aimed to achieve a goal like I got I 
I think when I was maybe about like 18, 19, I started reading psychology books, neurolinguistic programming. I actually was quite interested at that point in um, the sort of dating world tactics, like um, pickup artists. I found that really fascinating how they had created an art of attracting people. And I studied that to kind of learn more about human behavior and what might actually be uh, useful not so much in a a super manipulative way Um, and I was dating men so I was obviously not looking to pick up women Um, but I found that really really fascinating to just learn how to create a connection with another person and um, there, there were certain things that applied and it was just like really interesting how I could take certain like tricks and and tips and um use it to befriend um or call in someone romantically but of course like the more that you look into that world you can draw those people in with these tips but um will they actually be compatible with you do you actually have a connection that like serves your highest good or are you like seeking external validation? And um, it's like, yeah, you can use these tips to make friends or to attract people. But is that actually feeling good in your soul? And are you going to have to wear a mask in order to keep that relationship going and keep bringing out these like party trick abilities to keep the other person interested? Or can you just like be your authentic self and call in the people that love you and actually appreciate your flaws and um, are able to still walk with you like one month, one month, one year down the line or 10 years down the line when the new and shiny factor has worn off. So that, I guess, in terms of relationships was my first peek into being curious about that. And um Then I got into like Buddhist philosophy and um, non-dualism of various kinds. So like non-dualistic Hinduism, uh, Taoism, things like that. And um, just generally spiritual practices. I got very, I think one of the first books I was interested in was um a new earth by Eckhart Tolle actually started with a new earth before I read the power of now and I used to I used to buy people a new earth when they were struggling I was like this book's gonna help you and I would go and buy people uh their own copies such uh, such a beautiful book um really changed my life and then I I started diving into attachment styles and um, at that time so I discovered that my attachment style was fearful avoidant and there wasn't a lot of information available there was a lot of information on the other attachment styles and I would go and like read the journal articles and um, like super dive in there was less of an industry around uh, helping people with that personally in a sort of coaching capacity or therapist sharing online that wasn't so common but there was a lot of um, articles in various different publications and uh, a lot of journal articles of course from all of the scientific research and um, a few books so I started to get my hands 
uh, into the attachment style information, but because there was so little about fearful avoidance, I didn't uh, fully appreciate the depth to which fearful avoidance was affecting the way I showed up in my relationships because uh, attachment style is a, it's a spectrum and I was not extreme um, in terms of how far I leaned that way. And I was very like self-aware and reflective and compassionate. And um, I, I probably showed up as more leaning anxious when I was younger. And it, it was only when I actually got into people who were genuinely really into me and were expressing things like potentially spending the rest of our life together um, that... I started to really see where I was avoidant and so that was like really interesting and um, after a breakup of a pretty significant relationship I kind of re-dug into the attachment style stuff and, and saw how I was being the avoidant partner and um came very equipped to the next relationship that I had with a lot of knowledge about attachment and being able to explain um, in a way I hadn't been able to explain to my previous partner quite so well um, why I might feel or react a certain way that when I got to that next relationship if we caught a snag I could very um, precisely pinpoint why I was feeling that way and um, where that related to attachment trauma and um, that was really helpful because he leaned anxious and so if I was showing up in an avoidant way um, he could contextualize and understand that in order to not take it personally if I needed more space or um, I felt uncomfortable with the level of intimacy that he preferred. So that was kind of my, my journey of attachment styles. Um, I started uh, around uh, the end of that relationship, I started to actually um, create this little notebook where I would, I was basically preparing for my next relationship where I would um, write down like common relationship challenges that we might stumble into and ways that we could approach things. It was like like a resource book that I'm like, whoever is my partner, if we ever get stuck to a point where we're really triggered and our brains are in that fight or flight or freeze mode and it's difficult for me to access like what's the rational thing to do here, I would have a whole book and we could sit down together and I'd be like, look, look at this note, this applies to our situation and I wrote loads of like loving, encouraging notes um, about the way that I see love and relationships and, and just letting my future person know that I would be a safe space for them and it was like super adorable um, and it's hilarious that actually I, I've not been in a relationship since then so no one has seen my adorable cute relationship book um, but I really really dove super deep into uncovering anything to do with attachment style and where I was either still like any any little bits of codependency, people-pleasing, um, where I wasn't setting um, balanced boundaries, 
places where I was avoidant, defensive, just moving into those spaces of exploring really, really deeply. And I, I, I really excavated. I did a lot of shadow work and a lot of inner child healing, a lot of uh, crying and looking into the past, the people that hurt me um, and forgiving them and forgiving myself. And um, now I'm in a place where it's, it's much more just like a daily integration. So it feels like that the bulk of that clearing is, is done and it's always an unfolding journey um, that we'll have things to learn and new situations to respond to. But now um, those mindsets and those skills are like cemented in my natural way of being. So it, it no longer really serves me to dive in and excavate and be like, what is going on deeply in here all of the time? It's much more about like, if something wants to come up today, then I will respond to it. But I can actually just relax into being like, I've done enough. I don't need to fix myself. I don't see myself as broken. I don't see myself as um, needing to... Um, repair. I mean, we're always learning and we're always, um, we can have like little upsets that we are working through. But um, I definitely think the the way that I, I see conscious relationship work has, has shifted profoundly from it being this external thing to this, this deeply, deeply internal thing. And um, at, at some point, um, and it's it's a completely valid and um, necessary stage of the journey that when we start learning conscious relationship information, we have an, an external world to readjust. So that will be like the making and breaking of relationships. So it will be having those potentially difficult conversations with maybe our parents, maybe we have something to say to our mum or her dad or a sibling or whoever about the way that they affected us. Um, maybe we've never stood up for ourselves. We've never set boundaries with that person. Um, or maybe we have uh, relationships that we realize need to end. Um, once we look into our attachment style um, and we, we see how maybe some uh, choices that that other person have, has made, um, are just so deeply unhealthy for us to be in that connection that we we need to actually let go of that person and, and that can be such a huge thing like um if you dived into attachment style information and then realize oh goodness I'm in this really toxic abusive relationship and I need to get out and I didn't even realize that it was you know I've I've had this so many times that um people that have spoken to me have been like, I didn't even realize that this situation was dysfunctional, toxic, or even abusive because it was just normal. It was the way that I grew up. And there is this like deep physical clearing that happens in our life. And it can also be rebuilding, also be uh, making new friends who are also on that path of inner work and um, committed to showing up with compassion. And um, yeah, there's this deep clearing of like anything in your physical world that no longer aligns and that could also mean 
uh, letting go of a job or a place that doesn't align because uh, you're actually uh, abandoning yourself uh, you're not honoring your own boundaries by continuing to like engage in that situation or um, commitment or whatever it is so it's not only just people but um, we let go of that stuff um, or shift it to a way that naturally respects ourselves. And um, one of the big things was also learning skills around relational work. So it's like, how do I have a difficult conversation with someone um, in a way that can be um, safe for them? Helping other people feel safe. So uh, there was one situation where I continued to be friends with a previous partner and it was a situation of navigating like I still want to be friends with you, you still want to be friends with me, we're having to adjust the way that we relate to each other and you know spending less time together, figuring out like what feels good for us and where our boundaries are so that we respect this new partner and your relationship and um, consider her feelings and check in like what she's comfortable with and what she's not comfortable with and come to a place where we can all be mutually happy with connecting uh, with each other and um, I remember that was there was a time when it was a, quite a difficult conversation that had to be had and um, there was some like defensiveness on my previous partner's part and so learning like specific skills of exactly what to say and how to phrase the way I was feeling so that I wasn't accidentally coming across as blaming the other person or shaming them and I was fully taking responsibility for my inner experience I had a conversation where I thought that our friendship would be like over based on that conversation but then because I really checked in and, and reconnected with these skills I was able to like come back and have a conversation where just creating that extra safety and empathy meant that our friendship never had a blip since then and um, it's it's really beautiful that we can create this space where if we hadn't got that had that level of, of relational skill there may be relationships that are dearly precious to us and, and, and nourishing um, that um, we get to help that person to feel safe because if if we aren't able to do that maybe that relationship um, is, is not able to to thrive or continue so it's been enormously helpful but then there's also been this this shift that's happened within me where I learned all these relational skills and mindsets and then realized I'm doing too much of the work here I'm really picking up the slack for other people's um, stuff other people's unconscious patterns and there's a balance between holding space for someone when they're coming up a little bit defensive or a little bit avoidant um, maybe they need a little bit extra reassurance and then taking the weight of their unconsciousness and, and making excuses for that when actually as we ascend, as we raise our vibration, as we shift and learn more conscious ways of being, some people are not ready to grow at, at, at 
compatible compatible rate with us and maybe we could put in extra work to help them feel safe but the relationship no longer feels reciprocal and of course nothing is going to be completely equal like sometimes one person is going to be slightly picking up the torch and another person is going to be slightly picking the torch like with my situation with my physical health um I've had to physically depend on other people to do certain things for me for example like carrying um objects that are too heavy for me so circumstances will never you know create a completely equal relationship in terms of like exactly 50 50 but over the trajectory of the long term um if that person is not able to um offer their presence to you then it, it, it's it, it's just a natural shift that sometimes we're not going to be aligned with people anymore and I really put in like the maximum work to um, see which relationships could thrive when I brought deeper levels of consciousness to them but then also I, I got to learn through that experience that I was really taking on more responsibility than I, than I needed to because I was aware that I knew more about conscious relating skills because I'd studied it so deeply um, and I'd have more practice. But it came to this point where it just didn't serve me to keep picking up that slack. And I didn't feel fully seen and connected to. And if I tried having that conversation um, more than a few times to really be able to like check in with that person, it actually became much more about like letting go and realizing that when we get to a certain level of our self-development with our conscious relationship skills, we are going to be a match to other people who are naturally committed to conscious relating. We're just naturally not going to be a match to a partner who does not care about self-development or to friends who are just interested in more surface ways of relating. And, and each time that we move up in awareness, we will require a different kind of relationship with other people. And for me now, I've gotten to this point where I've done so much helping people to overcome their unconscious patterns and my big lesson was realizing that actually a lot of people were not truly ready to change for themselves so I would often become close to someone and they would undergo like these awesome shifts in their life where they'd feel more confident and more happy and they'd go for the things that they really wanted and let go of people that weren't good for them and I'd just be cheering them on and it'd be amazing and I don't like super hype myself up um, because it's, it's not from an arrogant place but just knowing that and and this was reflected back to me by these people that me holding a space for them and just being loving and supportive in a way that um, maybe there's not loads of people in their life that were as present for them. They're like, yeah, that was a big factor in me feeling um, confident to be able to do those things for myself. Uh, but then something would happen and we would not be as close. Maybe just some life, maybe they move away, they're busy, something happens and... I would find that when we reconnected months down the line, 
the the old patterns, the old habits would have slipped back. And so it's like, they were not really ready to change for themselves. I was propping them up. I was encouraging them. But there wasn't that like deep inner commitment of like, no matter who is in my life, no matter what is happening, I am no longer going back into that pattern. I'm just vibrationally done with it. And I realized in my conscious relationship journey that who I'm matched with are people who have that inner commitment. So it's like, if we don't talk for a year and they come back around, they're going to be leveled up because they leveled up for them and not because I was there and because it benefited our friendship or um, they had like extra support. They're going to choose that next level of consciousness no matter what. And I just want to add like as like a little caveat that um, there's no hierarchy in levels of consciousness in the sense of like nobody is more worthy because they have more awareness. Like it's it's a neutral thing, um, but using human terms of like leveled up, it's just more awareness, more presence, more peace. That person is is happier within themselves. But you're no less worthy if you feel like oh man, I'm so unconscious. I have so many patterns. Oh no you are still so worthy of love and you're never going to become more or less worthy of love based on like where you're showing up. It's just um, a matter of like levels of inner peace and we all want to experience inner peace, right? So to move back to the topic, I, yeah, I realized that the conscious relationship journey for me now it's just about check. It's about reconnecting with myself, and it always has been. That's how we know um, the relationships that we want to choose and and how we want to show up with them. It's about like feeling into our body and be like, what feels right for me? What is a full body yes, and what is a no, which is what shows us where our boundaries are. Um, what am I aligned with? What, what are my values? What do I care about? How do I perceive the world? And then showing up from that authentic place and letting everything arrange itself naturally as a result of just showing up with that authenticity. So I'm like, hey, this is me. This is what I believe in. This is what my emotional uh, wants, needs, desires are right now. This is what excites me. This is what I don't resonate with. And the other person responds to that and I invite them to be in their, their deepest truth. And I'm like, hey, I really resonate with that. That's really awesome. You know, we're, we have something in common. We're moving down a kind of aligned trajectory. Well, like, hey, no, actually, that's not really my thing. And um, maybe that means that we have less of a close connection or there's a boundary that's created or you just naturally go, you know what? Bless you, bless your path, but we're just going in two different ways and I wish you all the best. And it gets to be actually pretty easy and simple. Once we have done a certain level of inner work, we're not needing to hold on to relationships because we think there's a lack within ourselves. We're not needing to prove anything to other people because we don't need to prove it to ourselves. So it just becomes really 
I don't want to say that the inner work is simple and easy because there's there's still there's still moments of challenge for sure. Like there's still moments where I feel grief or anger or whatever. But it, it, I guess it is simple in the sense of like we don't com- um, complexify. That's not a word. <laughs> we don't make it complex. We just like tune into ourselves, and we're like, okay, like if I feel into my heart, my soul what feels really good for me what is my truth not what I think other people want to hear or what I've been told I'm supposed to believe like just what is deeply true for me and feel into that compassion for yourself and then look at that other person and see that they are also a beautiful divine being that is innocent at their core and just speak to them with love and just let everything kind of arrange itself and um, there's no longer anything to fix because you realize that you've always been worthy and that other people projecting their trauma on you, judging you, blaming you, shaming you, ignoring you, all those things that have been done that enormously hurt, they were nothing to do with you, they were just other people getting caught in their own pain and sending that pain at you and you're like okay I don't have to catch your pain like blessings to you but I'm just gonna let that energy float off me um or if it kind of stuck on me then I'll go and clear it release it heal from it but I'm not going to hold on to that energy I'm not going to perpetuate it so we just um allow ourselves to realize that uh, we've always been worthy And so is the other person. I'm not going to judge or blame them. I realise that if they show up unconsciously, they've had a rough time too. And um, now it's it's just really about simplicity. And um, I think one of the kind of traps that we can get pulled into where like kind of capitalistic, um, materialistic views have gotten entangled in spiritual and self-development communities is this kind of never-ending treadmill um, or like a hamster wheel I quite like the idea of a hamster just running (laughs) Uh, where we just keep thinking that there's another trauma to fix there's another skill that we need to get even better at there's another thing to delve deep and you know push ourselves harder to like find something and it's not it like at some point we have to stop (laughs) or we get to we don't have to if if you want to choose suffering you're also free to do that Uh, but we get to just stop and go "Mm, that's enough now that I'm, I'm gonna be content with where I'm at sure I will always be evolving but I've come really really far and I can I can feel that I I'm to a large degree reconnected with the the essence of my soul and, and my, my authentic being. And so the practice is, is not so much about doing, it's just about like feeling into that essence of who I truly am and allowing that to guide me. And I might refer back to some like specific knowledge-based material here and there, as in when I, I feel inspired to uh, review certain things. But 
it becomes just more and more about cultivating this deep conversation with yourself, listening to yourself and, and feeling into that essence, just being with yourself and knowing that it's enough. There's nowhere else you need to be. There's nothing else you need to do in order to be better because you're already good enough. And the only thing that caused you to play out like unhelpful patterns that caused you trouble was actually the belief that you felt you weren't good enough. And so then you were trying to protect yourself from having to face that self-judgment, that pain. So now it's very much just about loving myself in each and every moment and knowing that if I show up from a place of, of genuine self-love and that doesn't even, I could be feeling rubbish as well. Like I could actually be having a, a wobbly moment with my self-esteem, but, but holding that with compassion and just showing up honestly and being like feeling a bit insecure today. And I know everyone feels that way. So I'm not insecure about feeling insecure I just know that that's a thing that our egos all do when you like show up from that place of like empowered vulnerability there's a flow to it there's a real flow and it's such a relief to not be stuck on the hamster wheel of self-development to just be free to just be you, because actually it is, it is simple. And um, all we're doing is just unhooking those bits of complexity and going, actually don't need that. Let it go. Replace it with simplicity. Let it go. Replace it with simplicity. And that's really at the heart of everything. I, I've seen just time and time again how working with clients that the most profound shift that we have is not actually when they learn a specific way of communicating. Although that can be really important and helps us to catch the, the beliefs that we may be holding, um, that we don't realize we're actually communicating ways that we don't feel good enough or we're projecting and blaming and um, because we don't feel safe within ourselves. But the, ultimately, the most profound shifts that I've seen are just those moments when the other person is like, oh, that was not a sign I wasn't good enough. That was a sign someone else was suffering and didn't know how to cope. And I'm actually still worthy of love, even though that thing happened, even though they said that thing, even though I did that thing, because maybe I was the one who didn't know how to cope and I did something destructive. Oh, oh, I don't have to be in this race of constantly trying to prove myself. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank God. I can just like relax in my being because I've always been good enough. Wow. <laughs> That's ultimately the shift. And knowing that that concept of unconditional worth exists is really the heart of my message, but then finding uh, the little ways that we aren't actually embodying that. 
And like for me, um, I did actually find myself having a wobbly moment with my first podcast episode where I was like, should I share this? Because there is a lot of shadow in this, a lot of um, things that uh, feel a little bit risky to share. Are people going to judge me for not having these things together? Are people going to see me differently because we can feel this pressure like and I know a lot of uh, people who do things like coaching or as a therapist we can feel this pressure to like be a role model and have everything together and that's just not how anyone is you know seeing behind the scenes everyone has their own challenges and that's actually what makes them able to hold space and facilitate in a really genuine way because they are walking the path and um you could be human and be humble. Like, hey, I don't have it all together all the time. I still cry. I still feel lost. I still experience these things sometimes. It's just, it's, uh, it's really beautiful that um, we get to give ourselves permission to like be imperfect. And that's ultimately part of my work. Like, how could I be embodying my inner work without sharing that that's been my journey? Because I'm not here sitting on a pedestal being like, I've got this all figured out and um, here are all of the answers. I want to support you in connecting to yourself so that you can find your own inner answers. And there's uh, certain kind of templates and and overall uh, principles that can be like super useful. But it's ultimately about reclaiming your sovereignty of your own inner knowing. Because when you've got that, you don't need to um, depend on anyone else to tell you how to live or decide for you what feels right. And um, yeah, I'm all about you taking back your power and refinding that place within yourself where you can genuinely know self-love and then it's like feel the glow of that and live your life from that glow so that that is it that's the summary of how my relationship with the inner work has has shifted and just a little bit of my backstory there as well And uh, it feels really lovely just for myself actually just to look back at that and and see how that is. It's almost like I can feel the contraction of how it used to feel to have this sort of more masculine energy like to-do list of like how to fix myself. And now it's more like a feminine flow of just responding to what life brings my way. And trusting that I can do that with consciousness. And if I have moments where I get stuck in my ego for just that little bit, that's also okay. And I don't need to judge myself or shame myself. I can just catch myself and be like, all right, let's get back to hearing my heart and my soul right now. And I hope that um, in your own journey, you can find that balance. And um, sometimes that masculine energy also is like super helpful with... uh, 
asserting ourselves and having specific things that we do want to shift in the physical world. But I also hope that you can find that essence, that radiance, that just energy of, of self-love and unconditional love. And it will become less about the specifics, less about the knowledge. That's kind of like the old um, template, like uh, people in astrology often refer to that as more like a, how we're, we're shifting from at the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. So those kind of funny. I'm curious about that. I feel like I want to learn more because Pisces is probably seen as more softer feminine sign than Aquarius. But um, in, in any case, the, the old age, the old ways of doing things that was much more rigid and structured and based on form to this flow, this overarching feminine energy of embracing and there is a certain aspect where we can't learn through logic and through specific skills the energy of unconditional love and that's what we're all doing we're all coming home to the energy of unconditional love and when we're familiar with what that energetic feels like within our body we will naturally show up in the ways that if you were then to compare it to like a list of skills, you'd be like, tick, tick, yep, that person's doing that, they're doing that, they're doing that, but why are they doing that? They're not doing it because they learn it from a textbook or they learnt it from a video. They're doing it because they feel the resonance with that frequency. And the more that we let go of those illusions that, um, that there is something wrong with us based on what other people told us, we will just come home back to remembering we always had that frequency within us and it's just activating more and more and living from the heart of unconditional love. I'm just feeling the love in my heart right now. <laughs> Had to take a moment of silence there. Thank you so much for sharing these moments with me today. And I hope that you can also feel the unconditional love within your heart and bring it firstly to yourself and then from the overflow. Radiate it out. But you don't actually have to do anything. You don't have to overgive or extend yourself. You just, just, just be in that energy and share your heart, share your, your truth. And... Um, that will be a gift for everyone around you and we'll all be awakening more deeply into unconditional love. I hope you all have such a wonderful day. I love you so much. <laughs>